Hello there, welcome to another Q&A. My name is Klamo Young and I'm your host. Today I'm gonna to answer the question, how do you know if it's true love, right? This is a super important, super popular question, especially with women. I see this asked a lot. And there seems to be a lot of confusion around, you know, figuring out if what we're experiencing is actually real love. Uh, none of that bullshit that we see in Hollywood movies, none of that manipulative, uh, narcissistic behavior. And understandably, right, because there's a lot of that. There, you know, our culture is completely submerged in it right now. I mean, narcissism and sociopathy are trending keywords. So we live in a very interesting time in the history of humankind where it, it, you know, fake news and just general manipulation of people is uh, everyday common occurrence, unfortunately. So let me try and explain what true love is. I'm gonna start with this. The honeymoon phase is what, if you don't know, is what begins when you start dating someone and into the beginning of the relationship. It's that time when you're infatuated with each other, which is another way to say this is infatuation. And everything is perfect. Nothing could be wrong. And you get along and you don't argue and you think that your partner is the best thing in the world and they think you're the best thing in the world. So that's the honeymoon phase. And it usually lasts from like six to 24 months. So it can be different. It can be less, it can be more, but it's within that time frame. And I want to make sure that when you think about the points I'm about to make, you're already past the honeymoon phase because it's so difficult when you're in that phase to know what's real and what's not. And the, and the reason for that is that we're kind of, we've evolved to be very manipulative during this time frame because we want to guarantee the highest chance of success with our potential mate for life or potential uh, father or mother of our future children. So we put on a show, albeit it's the show that's coming from us. I mean, we're, we're, we're showing them, you know, that what we can do, but we're not showing them the real everyday average Joe version of ourselves that they're going to have to live with when, when this is all over. So just be aware that the honeymoon phase lasts for around about that long. So if you're wondering whether you've got true love during this time, it's going to be pretty difficult to use these criteria. So maybe you want to wait for a while. Um, but nevertheless, I'm going to go through each point here. So the first one is you've had major disagreements and survived usually in that infatuation phase at the beginning, right? You're not gonna argue because you're doing your best to avoid arguing. You're doing your best to minimize the kind of conflict you can have so you can maximize the kind of success of closing the deal and getting into a relationship and keeping things stable. And it's enjoyable and it's pleasurable too. But there's always a day, a moment in time when you have that first disagreement and you have to figure out how to move ahead. And if you have them enough, right? If they start to happen regularly and then if you're uh, really clashing heads, then I think it's going to be really hard for you to, to get to the point where you can build that kind of true love and appreciation and affection for each other because there's a block at every step of the way. Now, later on in the relationship, like, so for example, if you were able to get through the honeymoon phase, get through past the honeymoon phase into the first few years or so, of your relationship and not really clash heads. But then let's say maybe later, you you know, someone cheated, then you can still be, have true love, right? I mean, 
this is a controversial thing to say, I know that. You can still have true love for someone, but you can resent them because of what they did to you, but it still means that you love them. So again, this is, you can't say that each of these points means true love. It's really just a gauge and, and it helps uh, to, 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 when you put them in context with the rest of this list, it helps you to try to figure it out. The next one, no matter how annoying you can be, you still find a reason to laugh and enjoy the time that you spend together. Okay, really important to be able to shrug things off, to use humor and optimism and positivity to overcome the most difficult moments in your relationship so that you're not unnecessarily jeopardizing things. And honestly, this is easier when you've built up that connection and that affection for someone because you really know that they're worth it. A lot of what I'm about to say or a lot of what I'm saying right now comes back to your sense of worth in the other person, right? Are they worthy? Do they, do, do they uh, deserve your time, your resources, your effort and your presence? So next one, you know each other intimately, maybe too intimately. <laughs> Have you ever used the bathroom when you're with someone and you didn't lock the door and they come in and they brush their teeth and you don't really think twice about it, you just talk about something like, hey, did you notice that like last night on, right? It's that kind of thing. It's walking around naked and not worrying about your gut hanging out. It's, uh, it's the little things that you would usually hide, but you don't because you trust your partner that they love you enough that they're not going to judge you and leave you because of your imperfections, because of your, uh, let's say, quote unquote, uh, failures, right? Uh, of just being a normal human being, right? So that intimate aspect of your life must be able to live without you worrying about the judgment or having the judgment of your partner. If you do get judged on that, I don't really know if you could say that you're in a relationship where there's true love because that's just not what people who are in love do. Um, you can share your vulnerabilities in confidence. This is like a, a next level of what I just said. But what I mean is you can communicate what you really think and feel without the fear of upsetting or pushing away your partner. Uh, and you can also have them do that. So this goes both ways. All of these points go both ways, right? You can accept their communication, no matter how difficult it may be to swallow, and you can come back to them with something constructive. So this is just really being able to be 100% yourself in the presence of your partner. And what more could we ask for? That there, right there, that's true love. If you can be yourself around your partner and not worry about it, and they're still there for you, you've won. How about this? You're comfortable talking about and planning your future around major life events. Obviously, obviously, there are people that are in relationships who have had kids and bought a house and planned a lot of their life together and been together for decades that probably never really loved each other. I've heard these stories before. I mean, it's tragic, but sometimes we're on autopilot and we don't even think twice about it. Maybe we were influenced by the culture at the time. You know, back in the day, just being in a relationship was and being stable was better than being alone. It was something that you aspired to. Even if your partner was abusive or even if your partner was an asshole, 
That was something that was better than being alone for a lot of people. And even today it happens. So what I'm saying is these days, I think there's a lot more awareness around individual rights, individual freedoms, individual happiness. And there's not, not as much pressure on people to get into these kinds of unions. So if you are planning your life right with someone else, then there's a good chance that it's one of those contributing factors to actually having real love and affection and appreciation for each other. What about this one? When you realize you could live without them. That's such a controversial thing to say. Now, let me explain before you turn this video off. When you realize you couldn't live without them, what does that really mean? It means that we've been lied to by Hollywood. We have this idea of what real love is from the movies and the TV shows, right? That have spanned for hundreds of years. And I think that it's toxic and it's unhealthy to gain your sense of worth from your partner, which is essentially what the Hollywood narrative says. It's such an exaggerated representation of romance on steroids, because what happens is everything they are becomes the relationship. And when the relationship isn't working out, life is really down. And when the relationship is good, life is really up. And you can see how that's going to be a problem, right? Because we're different people. We have different needs, wants, goals. So there's always going to be ups and downs, but we don't have to let that dictate how we feel about ourselves. Let me explain the, this concept of dependency, independency and interdependency. So dependency is when you rely on something or someone for your own uh, survival, your own sense of worth, right? Your own existence. Independency is the opposite. It's when you don't rely on anything at all. Uh, it's when you're self-sufficient. And then interdependency is when you can be and you recognize yourself as an independent person with uh, everything they need. But you also recognize the value in someone else or something else and what they bring into your life. And you can fully enjoy that without feeling like you're being drawn into it like a like a black hole, like a vortex, like an emotional kind of magnet or pushing it away and keeping it at arm's length. Interdependency is what we should be aiming for. And interdependency is not the Hollywood story of romance. It doesn't look so different. It's just not so exaggerated. It's more like, hey, how's it going? I'm Clemo. I'm complete. I love myself. And you know what? You seem interesting to me. Let's talk. Let's hang out. Oh, hey, I really appreciate, you know, you. I love you. You are an amazing person. I recognize you as you. You are not an object of my desire. You are not there to fulfill me. You have your own life. You're your own person. And I appreciate and respect that. And I want to spend my life with you because you're great. And what we have together is magical. But you know what? I know that if we were both going to break up and we're both going to separate and go our own ways, we would both be fine. We would both survive and we'd be totally fine. Yeah, it could be sad. It might be sad, but I can live with that because I know that you're your own person and I'm my own person. So that's interdependency. It's a very mature way of looking at something without making it emotional, without making it more than it actually is. Here's the next one. You talk about each other with respect and optimism when conversing with friends, family and strangers. 
Have you ever been around someone who, whenever they talk about their partner, they kind of, they're very negative. They're always talking about, oh, they did this, they did that. They're such a, you know, they're such an idiot. They're so, I, I really hate being with them. I, God, I, I wish I was with someone else. But then they never actually do anything about it. They're always back. They're always doing that. So that's the kind of thing you want to avoid. You don't want to be talking about your partner in that way because that's a surefire sign, okay? That's a big red flag. Basically, that's saying, this is not a good relationship. This is not healthy. You need to figure out what's happening. You need to take responsibility and you need to make some changes because that is not a healthy way to live, all right? And that does not lead to true love. That's just convenience. I think that's convenience, right? I've been in relationships where I've stuck around, things weren't going well, they weren't happy with me, I wasn't happy with them, but we stuck together because we were worried about what life was like outside of that bubble. You know, there were a lot of needs that were being met. We had a roof over our heads, we had sex, we talked about stuff, but there were also all those ugly things happening at the same time. And so I don't think that's real true love, I think that that's just neglect of ourselves and convenience. And the last one that I want to say is that uh, your partner brings out the best in you and you bring out the best in your partner. Uh, this is really the ultimate, I think, uh, objective of any relationship should be to bring out the best in each other. Because why wouldn't you want that? That's like the ultimate goal. I mean, you wouldn't want that if there's something wrong with you, I suppose. A lot of people don't look for that and don't ever think about that. And I don't know if that's because they're broken or because they've just been so conditioned that it's not important uh, that they just don't think about it. But you know, ultimately that's what you want. You wanna be the best possible version of yourself and you want your partner to be the best possible version of themselves because you both truly appreciate and value each other and you wanna share that growth together, right? So I hope that that is gonna give you some idea of how to gauge whether what you're experiencing is real love or if it's just a lie that you've told yourself, if it's just convenience, if it's just you gaining your own sense of worth from someone you know, that you found that kind of gives you that. Um, and yeah, if you did like that, definitely leave a comment. If I've missed anything, leave a comment and I hope to see you on the next Q&A. Take care.